Hello, welcome to the Friday, November 2nd, 2018 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and I am recording from Jacksonville, Florida. A few days ago, I think I mentioned the new sandbox feature in Windows Defender. Well, if you enabled this, make sure it's actually running. Today, Didi wrote about an interesting bug that he ran into when he enabled this feature. If you're enabling this feature by setting the respective environment variable and you're shutting down your system, then you boot it up again. Well, in this case, the feature will not be enabled. Instead, you have to restart your system. Now, the two things may sound very similar, but apparently it's not the same thing when it comes to Windows Defender and enabling this environment variable. Microsoft is aware of the problem and they announced that they will soon release a fix for this. But until then, well, just restart your system and that should take care of it. And then we have an announcement from security company Armis regarding vulnerabilities in popular Texas Instrument Bluetooth Low Energy chipsets. Now, these chipsets apparently have about 70% of the market. The disclosure does in particular pertain to these chipsets being used inside of enterprise Wi-Fi access points, but it could also be exploited in other devices using these chips. The first vulnerability relies on Bluetooth low energy advertisement frames. So this Bluetooth chipset sits in your access point waiting for someone to connect to it. And it's looking for these advertisement frames that other Bluetooth low energy devices are sending out. To exploit this vulnerability, an attacker would first send normal, meaning normally formed frames that as payload contain executable code that will later be executed. In order to trigger execution of the code, the attacker will then in the end send a special advertisement frame with one particular bit set, which then triggers the code execution. Due to this one bit causing the actual exploit, Armis calls this vulnerability the bleeding bit vulnerability. The second vulnerability affects actually a feature that apparently is enabled in some of these access points and it allows over the air download of new firmware. So if this feature has not been disabled, then an attacker could just replace the firmware in the device with firmware of the attacker's choosing and then of course, again, execute arbitrary code. Armis points out in particular that these vulnerabilities, because they affect these access points could then be used to further gain access to the network, in particular since there are usually very few controls around these types of devices. So look for an update and while there may be a larger set of affected devices, Armis points out that Cisco and Meraki access points apparently are vulnerable. Now, when I initially saw this vulnerability, I was a little bit surprised that these access points contain Bluetooth low energy chips, but I talked to Rob, one of our handlers who deals a lot uh, with these environments, and he said that these Bluetooth low energy chips are often used to track users, for example, in retail environments. 
And Cisco today released a bulletin notifying its customers of a denial of service vulnerability in its ASA and Firepower appliances that's currently actively being exploited. The vulnerability is related to how these devices parse SIP, the session initiation protocol that's commonly used for voice over IP traffic. An attacker would have to send crafted SIP packets at a relatively high rate in order to trigger this vulnerability. As a result of this traffic, there will be a high CPU load preventing these devices from doing any useful work and that leads then to the denial of service. As a workaround, you could turn off inspection of SIP traffic. Not sure if that's a good choice, given that there are quite a few attacks happening using voice over IP. The other choice is to filter on the sent by address, which for the attacks observed so far was all zero. So 0.0.0.0. Now, this may of course change in future attacks. I believe the attack will work with other sent to addresses as well. You could also rate limit SIP traffic, but of course that also may affect valid traffic, so be careful not to rate limit it too tightly. Well, and that's it for today, so thanks for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.